welcome to the weekly recap. This is your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. <laughs> what episode are we on, Nick? You want to give me some help here? This is episode 127. We are here celebrating the holidays. Welcome. Happy, hol- ha- happy Honda Days to happy- you, and happy Toyotathon to all who celebrate. <laughs> and, uh, and a merry ho- Hyundai holiday sale. <laughs> um, and a merry... <laughs> And a and a happy Hyundai Hyundai, <laughs> the happy BMW end of year event. Uh, okay, I don't understand. I don't so, if we do an episode after or like the weekend of the first, that's not going to be our. That's just going to be the first episode of the year, not the actual New Year's episode. I don't care. I was it's thinking Tuesday. That's I was thinking of, of posting it on the first. So. That would be that's a, that's a pretty bold um, time. It's a pretty bold timeline, Nick. I'll be honest. If uh, if we're all still here on the first, and like the the Earth doesn't crash into the sun in the next week, we'll uh, we'll be doing all right. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do the holiday episode this week, the week of Christmas. We're gonna do the we, the yearly recap, the week of New Year's. That's just how it's gonna go. So gorge, gorge. The, the the year in beer, if you will. The the beerly oh, year in beer. The beerly week beerly. recap. The bail the bailey recap. The weekly year cap. <laughs> All right, so the beerly week year. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's it. I, that's the one. That was the one. Well, we can workshop that. Yeah. Um, great Leave to be back one. with the lads. Great to be back. I'm really um, happy that you're both here, even if it is just for a little bit. Yeah. Always I, enjoy. Um, yeah, it's good to catch up for the holidays. I can't stop staring at my nails. They're so fierce. I got my first um, manicure with color today. Ooh. And honestly, they put my hand in some some really hot liquid that then gelled to this weird like wax texture to moisturize because my hands were so dry. And my hands look like chicken cutlets, so that was fun. <laughs> mm, anyway, chicken. Happy, happy, happy Honda days, guys. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about it. Yes. Let's speak on it. Let's get into it here. So this is so one of my favorite times of year. I think it's fun to get into the holiday spirit, listen to Christmas music, be be cheerful about every little damn thing. But there are some things that kind of don't mesh with uh with some of the the holiday cheer, right? Yeah. So there, yeah, it's, it's not all good. No. I would say it's it's probably a, a half and half split for me. Yeah, I'd say it's probably about 50/50. Uh there's a lot of great things that go on this time of year that have little or no implication to what's going on in the world right now. So we can talk about uh, all of the, uh, the the fun holiday traditions and, and all of the, the good stuff that goes on, seeing family that you don't normally see and that kind of stuff. But really what it comes down to is this year it's different. 
I really hate when people say that. Like, oh, Thanksgiving. The new normal. Thanksgiving is normal. Yeah. It's the new normal. Ugh. New, no- new normal. Please just, new normal. Please just forget that phrase ever existed. That and- Honestly, I don't want to hear anyone. As, as soon as everyone's vaccinated and we have herd immunity, I don't want to hear anyone say that fucking phrase ever again. No. I want normal We're to be normal, that. not the new normal. Okay? I wear a goddamn mask all day at work. It sucks. <laughs> it does suck. But we all have to do it. Right. We have to be good sports. And think about someone other than ourselves for once. I know that's hard for me to do. I'm sure it's hard for you guys to do as well. Yeah. I am the most important person in any room that I'm in. So there's that. Yeah. Like right now. Right. This chat room. Exactly. Remember chat rooms? <laughs> I they, do. People really were out here on the internet just fucking chatting with eight, like 50. 50 year old man as like a 12 year old. I've seen, I've seen an interesting trend on, on Instagram, which is effectively TikTok now. Cause any video that you see on the explore page is a TikTok video. Yes. Omegle yeah. is a thing again. That's what I have heard that. What the I hell is Megle? The children Omegle. are back. Omegle is a, it's, it's basically a random, it's a random pairing chat website. Oh, yeah. like chat roulette. Exactly. It's, Correct. it was, it, it was yes. the, the natural progression of chat roulette into, a thing called Omegle. Okay. And it wasn't a thing for forever. And now I think that people have nothing left to do. They've done the things. Yes. They've done it all. Everybody has done and it now all. now they're, they're devolving into a society that uses Omegle. Again. <laughs> it's, it is, it is, it's insane. We've, we've made our sourdoughs. We've walked the dog three times a day. We've, uh, you know, I don't know, worked out in our basements. We've read, we've read three quarters of a book total <laughs> and we've actually opened eight different books. Yes. I've opened, yeah, I've opened like four or five different books and <laughs> I've finished like three during quarantine. I was I've like, yeah, finished, really get, I think I'm really my goal get this year, reading. my goal this year was, um, I have been into reading. My goal this year was to read 12 books. Um, and that's been my goal for the last couple of years. I think that I got there. I need, I would need to count them off. And I have them all on my on my bookshelves over there in the corner. But I was pretty close. If I didn't quite get it, I was I was at ten or eleven for sure. Um, definitely a good. I I would highly recommend anybody who's like looking for some kind of of escape from the the world. Not to sound like a complete idiot <laughs> or or you know um, uh, super, super cliched, I guess, but. It's a good way to just rest your eyes as well. I find that because I stare at a computer screen for my job for eight to ten hours a day, and on top of that, I'm using my phone when I'm not looking at the the somewhat larger laptop screen. But it's good to it's good to let your eyes rest a little bit. So definitely look into that. I have some book recommendations. We might even start a weekly recap book club. Um, you know, I think I'm we should do a gift. Out. We should do a gift guide next year. Is what I think we should do. Oh, now that's everyone a good has idea. a damn. Everyone has a damn gift guide, but we should just do it. We should. We definitely should. Um, I, I think at this point we should get into our first topic of yeah. the holiday episode. Okay, bests and worsts. This is we're gonna do some bests and worsts of the holiday season. Okay. The first one, Jake and I were talking a little bit about this uh, pre-show here, and so I want to kick this one off by saying 
there are some fantastic Christmas movies out there, right? There are some absolute baller flicks that don't even need to be bangers. Yeah. They don't even have to be Christmas movies to be good. They just are good movies that are about Christmas. Then you have the abysmally tragic, terrible Christmas movies, right? So let's do a best and the worst of Christmas movies. Who wants to kick it off? Um, <laughs> Jake is raising his hand. Your man, the worst your man of the over worst? Here. Yes. Okay, yes, ahead. Jake. I will unmute you. Go ahead. So I, I want to first give a shout out to TBS um, for ruining, I think, maybe five to seven years ago, I wouldn't have had this take. Hot take, yeah. I don't. Not know even if it's that it's a hot, a hot take. I think it's turning into a cold take because many people agree with this. It's one of those things where it's like, it's like uh, my, you know, uh, what's what's the thing that they people do online where they're like my, uh, uh, an opinion that they have that's like, oh, oh, sorry, unpopular opinion. Oh yeah, okay, all right, unpopular opinion. Nice. Why, why I couldn't think of that off the top? <laughs> I'm I'm a thing. I'm not a fucking. Our unpopular there. opinion on Reddit. Unpopular opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And people, and every time someone does that online, they're like, unpopular opinion. I hate, or I, you know, I like Chipotle. That's an unpopular opinion. And I'm like, fuck you. Right. Fuck you. For even thinking that posting that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. You are really screaming for attention if you're saying that you don't like, Chip- or that you like Chipotle. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a hor- that's a really bad example. I've never seen anybody do that, but it, it's almost always a take like that. People are like, I, I, uh, I actually really like the show blank and it's like the most popular. It's like, I actually really like game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, Oh, you mean the most commercially successful TV show of all time? Big Is surprise. that an unpopular opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I get so what you mean. The worst so. of the worst for me is a Christmas story. It's been ruined. You know, you can watch it when you're like a kid and it's like kind of funny. It's like kind of jokey. Like, uh, Oh, you know, he, he like swears and they, they, they bleep it out and they say fudge and set and you're like, Oh, he actually said fuck. And that's really funny when you're like eight years old or 12 years old. And then you grow up and <laughs> Wait, you're what like, what kind of eight year old is using the word fuck? <laughs> the only, the only part of that movie that I think uh, has redeeming value is the, uh, I, I triple dog dare you. And the guy, the kid gets his tongue stuck on the frozen uh, like basketball hoop or light pole or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that's the only scene that, that I like. Um, Ralphie, if you're listening to this, the guy who played Ralphie, he, his family, his descendants, <laughs> his, like his entire lineage can go fuck themselves. Okay. So real quick, T- one T- of, <laughs> so, uh, a person I met through an organization that I went a tr- on a trip with actually is cousins with the younger brother, mm. not Ralphie, the younger. I don't know what the younger brother's name is. I can't even think of it. Right. It doesn't who, matter. Who might be, who might be even worse. I think the yellow, the younger brother is even more annoying, right? <laughs> yes. So the kid that played the younger brother grew up to be a man and it's cousins with this person that I met on this trip that I went on one time. And, she had nothing but like annoying things to say about the fan base for this movie because she's like, yeah, he has to go to that house in Ohio every year and like sign autographs for people. And he's 
he's like over it. He's just like this never turned into a child star, never turned into like he made some money off of the movie and that was it. And I need to meet some people who think that that's a good movie still after, after seeing it literally playing on TBS 24 hours a day, starting on, I guess at midnight on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. right? Who wants to watch or have a movie playing throughout the day? No one. I mean, uh, like you said, Nick, real, real good fun facts, some nuggets here. Nick is already on the fucking ball. <laughs> the house that they, they filmed that at is in Cleveland, Ohio, which is a godforsaken city. Yes, it absolutely is the butt of the world. If you're listening to this and you're from Cleveland, you live in an anus. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, that's just how it is. I can't, I can't save you. <laughs> Your river caught on fire. Your, your sports teams suck for the it's, most part. Uh, <laughs> the whole premise of the movie is dumb. The whole, oh, I want a, I want a Red Rider BB gun. Blah, 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 blah. Like, fucking blow me. God. The one thing that's like realistic that about movie. that movie is the father being like a drunk, and he's all excited about the leg lamp. Like, that, it, it's just a bad... It's weird. It's not it's a good very, Christmas it's story. It's a very disturbing film. It's like a very disturbing film. Like, it's like, who is it for? Because it's, like, about children, but it's, like, very dark humor. Yeah. And, like, the kids get into situations, like, in the 80s, I guess, it would have made sense. But, like... Is that when it came out? was in the 80s? 83. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's insane. All right. So, Jake, what's what's your favorite all-time Christmas movie, then? Favorite all-time Christmas movie that is... It's it's always sort of up for debate on whether or not it is a Christmas movie, but it's got to be Home Alone. Yeah, you okay. have to I, you have to like. Yeah, I agree. I, I can see that. that. Probably my favorite. I uh, it, it's it's a weird. We could like litigate what makes the Christmas movie. Like, is it a movie that like is it is it just a story that just happens to be set during Christmas? Like, does it? Oh, uh, really we don't need to, to get into that conversation. Christmas? We could we could be here for hours talking about it's, that. Because Home Alone, it's your classic movie. Home Alone is it's you can watch it at any time of the year, and that's what's great about it. Um, it stops at Home Alone, the original. Miss me with the rest of them. Don't care. Never seen them. I don't care to see them. I don't. So care. this is one of the cases. This is one of the cases that um, people say that the second one it might be better than the first. Which I so I haven't seen the second one yet. Um, I've seen the second one. I will say, I don't think that there's a problem with it other than it's the same movie. <laughs> um, I think that it's fine. Yeah. I think it's great. And they, they just kind of like plugged it into a different city because Kevin is lost in New York or whatever. And he meets Correct. Donald Trump and like there he's like staying in a hotel and his family went to a different hotel or whatever, but it's the same kind of basic idea. And some absolutely iconic scenes. Um, of the scenes, probably my favorite, um, and some all-time great villains. Oh yeah, yeah. Villainry, villainry is off the charts. So Marv, I was Marvin. Listening, what's the other guy's I've, name? Uh oh shit, I can't remember their names. But Joe Pesci is so. It's so funny because Joe Pesci that year had Goodfellas and Home Alone. Yes, like he has the range. Oh, he does. We're talk about range. <laughs> Joe Pesci was um, everywhere in the nineties. Everywhere. My cousin Vinny, uh, like just all of it. <laughs> Casino. Yeah, and then they brought him back for the Irishman last year, and I I 
I'm really sorry that, is, that he had That's three and a half hours that. I'll never get back. I still haven't life. watched it. So Home Alone, it's an easy pick. Um, like I said, iconic scenes, iconic characters, um, you know, great acting. It's just a great classic family Christmas movie that everybody from your grandparents to your, your youngest sibling and or cousin can enjoy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can agree it's with that. It's not as like, yeah, it, it's more... It's more family friendly than a Christmas story. I don't know. A Christmas story is very disturbing. I like watch it, but I, it's not. If I had the choice, it's not going to be. And I don't know. I, I can't deal with that. And they of get movies. into the, they get into child abuse. They make them eat soap, like in and you know everybody used to do that. I guess mm-hmm. back in the day, but it's also just like it hasn't aged well. Yeah. No, no I agree. I agree. It definitely has that. All yeah. right, uh, Alex, you want to go next? You want me to go next? You can go next. I still have to. I still have to to think okay uh so i'm gonna start with my favorite christmas movie because we're on that that ride right now yeah Um, go for it so and i know this is probably gonna come as a shock to you guys but it's die hard okay has to be die hard because not only is die hard a christmas movie but die hard 2 is also a christmas movie and i will hear no ill will about it uh, but Die Hard is just a really fun action movie with Bruce Willis and uh, Alan Rickman. And you really can't go wrong with those two. I will say, good pick. Also, never seen it. Also, um, I'm putting this in the ether right now. I will watch that on Christmas this year. Bet. All right, cool. Um, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it is a, a great story, I think, of this dude just being a badass, but also like it is kind of like family oriented and, you know, they have the kind of like coming to to terms with their situation like throughout the movie. So it's, it, it, it's like a really good flick. Honestly, I'm just really, I like, I really like Die Hard. <laughs> so that's going to be my, my go-to Christmas movie for sure. There's a lot of other ones, honorable mentions. I love Christmas vacation. I will watch that one anytime it's on start to finish. Um, I really prefer it on IFC because it's unedited and it's funnier, but the, uh, but yeah, Die Hard is always going to be like my go-to, you know, watch it on Christmas day type of thing. So that's, that's my, my favorite. Um, my least favorite is a movie that I've never seen and it's just because of the hype around it and everybody quoting it and sending gifts about it and all this other bullshit. Jake, you know, what's coming. It's Elf. It is my, Elf. I have two thumbs up for that one. Thank if, you. If you can you. like, if you can like, take yourself out of, and I know you can't really do this, but like, if you just like give it a chance, I think that there is there are a few things that are like absolutely worth it in the film, like Zoe Deschanel playing a character so completely opposite from what she normally plays is quite is is quite a feat in itself. It's fun to see her. First, she has she has blonde hair, and she's like miserable in the film, and it's just it's interesting to see it. I don't know. I I, I would give it a shot. I mean, so I, I, I'm not a a fan of Zoe Deschanel. Everybody loves New Girl. I'm probably if I had to give an actually unpopular opinion, I would say I don't like New Girl because. Yeah. Everybody seems to like that, and it's extremely popular. It and is, that yeah. would be a good that would be a good use of that 
you know, phrasing in a tweet or a post somewhere. Yes, hashtag yeah, unpopular so, opinion. Jake doesn't like yeah. New Girl, which is terrible. Right. But which is an un, it's an unpopular opinion. It is, and it's it's actually wrong. It's a wrong. Yeah, it's inherently a wrong opinion. It so. is inherently a wrong opinion. But no, I mean, like it just like I just, I understand it's the whole like cultural zeitgeist of it all. Like it, it's it is so ubiquitous in like during Christmas time, as with like all I want for Christmas with you with you. Or is you? What am I saying? Alex I'm knocking Ryan it King. out of the fucking park with the SAT words on fleek. But I've been thinking of. I've been beep, trying to beep, find. Beep. I've been trying to find that word for weeks. Like I've been thinking of that word, like cultural ubiquity. Like I, I've been thinking of that, and I could not come up with that fucking word. And I just it just came to me today. But um, but yeah, no, I, it 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 makes sense. But I I will I will say give it a shot, Nick. Like I understand. Like I I, I want you to. It's my like, never it, have it, I ever move, dude. If I only, yeah. <laughs> mine was never smoked weed, but I can't say that anymore. Ooh, oh, just kidding. All right, just so kidding. honorable mention to worst Christmas movies that I have seen and did not enjoy, even though there are funny parts, is Bad Santa. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton. I saw I saw a uh, like a, a list of top 25 best Christmas movies. I believe they put Elf 1 and I believe they put Bad Santa 2. <laughs> I've seen Bad Santa. I'm just not I'm not a Billy Bob Thornton guy. No, me either. And there's a lot of like gross out humor and like just over the top so like, oh, oh, he's a he's Santa, but he does drugs and he smokes cigarettes and, and he, he drinks and he like, fucks the elves in oh, the back room. This yeah, is like, what, so this is yeah. this is a conversation I want to have, and I think this kind of goes back to a, the a Christmas story of it all. Is like I I don't need like your weird take on like the holiday. Like I, listen, it's Christmas time. <laughs> I want to pretend like everything's fine. I want to pretend like everything's like cute and sweet like i don't need i don't need a raunchy comedy about fucking you don't christmas need you time. don't need krampus i don't need, need a horror, that. you don't need a you, christmas horror movie black you can christmas. keep it you can keep it is it the, the one I with actually, michelle trachtenberg the one with michelle trachtenberg because yeah is that the movie where they like he like bakes like this dude's skin into cookies or something i remember seeing stuff back when that black christmas came out in like 07 or something about how like there's some weird shit that happens like I don't, I completely agree. I don't need that. The world is dark enough as it it. is. The one time of year that like I actually smile and it's not to fake smile at somebody is around the holidays, generally speaking. Uh, Seriously. All things considered this year, it's a little bit tougher. I don't need it. There's so much good like other, like, like, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. (laughs) Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Give us our Christmas movies. I will say. Just a, another honorable mention for bad Christmas movies. Wait, is, no, you didn't give your two. So, so get to your two first, and then I, make I honestly think they're, but they're, they're, it's the same as Jake. Oh, okay. Because there's not like there's not many that I hate. There aren't but, there aren't a ton of canonical Christmas movies. Like it's not like there's a Mount Rushmore or there's a top like five or ten where people are like, we agree that these these ten movies are great Christmas movies. See, I think there's that's where you're wrong. Of, I, I think that's where you're wrong. Because I, I feel like most people can agree that like the claymation ones from the early eighties 
are okay. are right. genuinely like canonical Christmas. Those are in the right, canon. but those are like yeah. t- they're like TV specials though. They're not really movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And Rudolph and you know the Frosty the, the Snowman. Yeah, Pete Miser and and what you know that whole Jack Frost. That's yeah. a whole. Di- I think that's a whole separate genre almost. Because again, Cold it's it's miser. like a made for it's a made for made for TV movie type thing, and like you know. I like to think of it, it's it's the ones that we talked about, especially Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Elf, uh, a Christmas. I will story, say those types of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but so, then there's also that whole sub sub genre of Hallmark that genre, Alex is completely obsessed which, with. Which, yeah, we're not. I mean, I won't say I'm completely obsessed with. Them, I mean, we could we I could like, have an entire like we can have an entire right, theory so I, podcast like about that's Hallmark. not. But that that's I think that's outside the scope of what we're trying to get at here. Like that's a whole thing. Like that's like high camp. Like that is art. And we're talking about Christmas movies, you know? No, it's fucking not Alex. No, it's not. not. No, 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 it's an entire goddamn channel associated with the Christmas season that runs year round. It runs year fucking round. No, 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 I'm not done with this yet. I'm not done with this yet. This is something that's pretty, the Hallmark cinematic universe. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Pretty- Wait, I'm not done yet, okay? No, the Hallmark Cinematic uni- Universe is one movie, and they just swap out the characters. I swear to God, it's all the, the fucking it's same. Just, it, Don't get me that's wrong. It's all contained in a single snow globe? That's what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a separate It's a separate dimension. I'll be is. real honest. I'm not actually mad about this. I just... No, I watch so I, much Hallmark because that's so all here, I've, Listen, I've, it, I've gained this new appreciation this year <laughs> for Hallmark Christmas movies because Alex and I have done on multiple occasions so far this year uh, drinking bingo while watching yeah. movies oh, it's man, at the same changer. time. And it's it a is, game changer. It is it's an absolute of, blast. It, it it's is, the funniest you, you shit ever because them. as soon as you get one, you're so fucking excited that you got if you, one of the stars. Yeah, so it's like it makes them uh, it makes them more fun. Like, and it's like a way to bond. And they're like they're inherently stupid. Like, and I don't think anyone has any. Like, I don't think the people that write these movies that star in these movies think that they're they're changing the world. No, they're making no, a stupid movie yeah. that they know is gonna fucking make money because it's all about making money. Right. No, and no, I agree. I love them. I watched I watched a California Christmas. D- d- fuck! Fuck if they said let's bring in every fucking plot line from every one of these oh, movies. And you know, put it into you one didn't even movie. have to do that. You didn't have to watch that. You could just Facetime me. Now hold on. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> now hold on, real quick. Now, have you guys watched any of the the Netflix or Hulu ones this year, though? Yes. Okay. Yes, all right. I did. I watched Holiday. Yeah, I watched that one too. And I watched. I, I also watched. Uh, it, okay. What was the other one? Ha- Happiest Season was on Hulu. Yes, Happiest Season. That was the, the other one. Alex that was and good. I watched that was a handful. I thought it was fun. Um, we watched a, like a, Christ- a Christmas with a prince. Christmas with a prince, not the not Christmas a Christmas prince. prince. Yes, that's yes. different. That's, they <laughs> are very because those separate. are two separate movies, and you better not fuck that up. Now, commonly have you guys mistaken. seen the one on? Uh, I think it's on Netflix. The one with uh, Amelia Clark called Last Christmas, maybe. Mm-mm. No, I have not. Okay, so that one bad? has like no, no, that one has like some sincere production value, and it's Amelia. Yeah, because it was Clark. released in theaters. Oh, it was. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it was in theaters. I All think. right, I thought it was like a That's straight to Netflix thing. So but, yeah. I want to, I want to spin this off a little bit, and I want to say if you could pick one lead actor, um, 
male or female or, or, you know, any, you know, just, you know, just any single person. Yeah. I got you. Any person, any actor, actor, the, the, you know, non-gender specific, non-denominational, non-gender specific term to lead, to lead your ideal Christmas movie. Who would it be? Because this is a tough Uh, question. It's not, it's not who's your favorite actor. It's who do you think would do a good job selling that type of stuff? Because Emma Roberts was a, and you're talking about Amelia, Amelia Clark is like an incredible choice for an actor to put in a movie just about Christmas. Yes. Right. She must've really been the, the, the game of Thrones money is running low. Apparently. (laughs) No, this was like a blockbuster movie. It was, it was, it completely fell out of the cultural consciousness. I'm pretty sure as soon as it ended, like it, it really did because people were so pissed off at the end. Immediately. They were like, we're not revisiting this. No, oh, I was rewatching it. I was Nobody's... absolutely pissed off. Yeah. Have you ever heard a single person say, Oh, I'm watching. We're rewatching Thrones. No, I no. know someone who's, who's watching it for the first time now, but not, not rewatching it now. Oh, right. Really if not. I could go back and watch it for the first time, like I did in that, like, Two two months span where I was just sick and laying on the couch every day. I, I think I think rewatching TV shows and movies for the first time again is the only reason I want to have the Men in Black silver stick become yeah. a reality. <laughs> um, if I had to pick, I'll, I'll kick it off just to just to give you guys a little bit of a. You know what? You know who I love, and and this is this sort of fits with his entire mo, and and people have done entire articles. And uh, you know, blog posts about this is Tom Hardy playing Santa Claus because you never mm-hmm. see his face in anything he plays. Dunkirk, The Dark Knight, um, so many other things. Venom was one of the ones. Tom Hardy as as Santa Claus would be a very interesting take on Santa Claus. You know, he's like the tough. He's like a big burly kind of guy. You know, you could you could throw some like he'd look good as fuck with some salt and pepper. And that white beard, gritty, gritty remake of a Santa Claus or a the yeah. Santa Claus. That would gritty. be yeah. and, actually and like, really like that. That's ex- immediately where my mind went when you said Tom Hardy. I was like, the Santa he Claus. Just, with he just Tim one, Allen. one yeah, arm, co- one arm cocks a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me of. Uh, that's an interesting because that I was weird. Al song. I was. <laughs> which one? The night Santa went crazy. I I'm not familiar with most of. Oh man, else. okay. Well, it's it's a Christmas song, but it's basically about how Santa shoots up the North Pole, <laughs> like oh my God. kills a bunch of elves and stuff. It's it's Jesus wild, Christ. Uh, but the no. uh, so yeah, that like Tom Hardy fits that mold to me. Like I feel like that would make sense. It's so weird. What a weird. What a weird thing. All I right. mean, I can see it. Mine. Okay, let me go with mine. I. I'm th- I so my mind immediately went to f- uh, actresses because I don't need to see any actors. I don't, I don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need men. I don't need them. And I was thinking of some comedic actresses that I I really enjoy. Um, I was gonna say Zoe Deschanel, but she's already in Elf, which is one of you know the most beloved Christmas movies of all time. Um, I would like to see her as like a main lead but like a happy person but she's again she's like she like finds the love of christmas or whatever so um my pick is rashida jones i feel like rashida jones would be a great 
would be a great actress for like a, a holiday rom com. She drowns. I fucking She's awesome. Love her. She's so funny. Have you seen the new movie that came out of hers with Bill Murray on Apple TV Plus? No, I haven't. I forget exactly what it's called. It's very average, and I'm pretty disappointed because I love Rashida Jones, and I would absolutely. It, she would be great. She'd be a great Mrs. Claus. She'd be a great Hallmark type movie. Uh, heroine, you know. I need like I a that, I need like a happiest season like production value writing like level of writing with Rashida Jones. Like I need like a, a good quality holiday movie with her in it. And then also I'm I'm I was really happy with uh, Emma Ro- uh, Emma Roberts's performance in um, Holiday. I think it's it's a strange movie, um, but I just love Emma Roberts. I think she's great. She's the main right, the one with the bad roots and the blonde hair. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure I'm thinking of the right person. Um, yeah. I. I mean, I enjoyed that movie. I thought I laughed at a bunch of it. Uh, so I. I have no. You want to talk about a raunchy Christmas? It wasn't. It's not even really like Christmassy. It. It kind of like. It like starts it, on Christmas. And it ends on Christmas. But yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so. See, I was going the opposite way with this i was gonna say like a i would like to see christopher lee play a badass santa right and if you're not familiar with who christopher lee is he is um saruman from the lord of the rings he's the old wizard Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. like him be like this old dude that's badass because he sings in a metal band and and like all this other stuff like just just a really cool actor he's what is it why did you guys immediately go to like gritty Christmas movies. Like, no, I, no, we, no, we're no. So, talking about that. But what I'm thinking is, <laughs> no, like, I don't even like, think that mine needs to be a great, you're the one that threw that, that you did actually out there. Tom, when has Tom Hardy ever movie. done like a rom-com or like a family movie? Fair point. That's, that's a very good point, Alex. But what I was thinking yeah, with I, my pick was like a Santa as a superhero type of thing. Oh, okay. Saving saving Christmas from from the evil. Yeah, like the yeah, isn't like a villain. Santa v, Santa v Krampus. Yeah. Oh well, uh, Santa v you know Nazis or something. I don't know what what it is. I think Santa it's v? I think it's very easy to turn it into a Marvel type Christmas movie. You know, like superheroes. Uh, it would be pretty easy to kind of weave that into a lot of a lot of typical storylines and there's lore about Santa that makes him seem like he's a superhero anyway. Right. Like that's kind of where I was going. Cause I mean, he, he makes the trip in one night, he flies, he has reindeer that fly. He makes a billion toys and all this other silly, like he's a superhero. Right. So I feel like that, that easily could lend to. And you know, you know, he shits so much on the 26th. All that milk and cookies. Shitting. Just, just thinking shit. about it. Just thinking about it upsets my stomach. And my man, just my man is shitting. my man is on the toilet. Like, I mean, he better have a heated seat. He better have stirrups. He better have a TV in there because right. he's going to be on the toilet for quite he's got a, a while. He's got his he's, he's got, got a squatty space heater set up. Yeah, he's got his squatty potty. Yeah. All right, the day so. action. You know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> In the bathroom for my man, SC. All right. I did not expect the conversation to get here, but it is. So I'm going to change the topic. So uh, now that we're through the the holiday uh, entertainment, what uh, what are we drinking, guys? Anybody got a holiday beer? I don't have anything. 
<sighs> Unfortunately, I'm not drinking any holiday today. beers. Um, I will be. I think that we're we're going to be doing uh, uh, quite a few FaceTimes on Christmas Day. I would I would think Christmas yeah. Eve, Christmas Day. I'm going to be ready with my phone charged, headphones charged, that whole that whole bit. I think uh, part of my shopping that I'm going to complete tomorrow will be picking up some holiday ales. Okay, so what um, are you looking for? Really to hard. Then? It's hard to find. Uh, I, I feel like at least local stuff. It's hard to find. That's a good point. I, there aren't a lot of great breweries around here, which I've, I've sort of talked about. And I haven't seen a lot of local or, or like semi-local places like up into, up into SF and Oakland that are doing any type of specific holiday type beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's because, you know, maybe that style doesn't necessarily fit out here, right? It's like, it's always kind of warm here, you know, it doesn't really get below, you know, I, I think like, like the spice and, and all of these different types of, um, you know, deeper stouts and things kind of play better on the East Coast and in places that are a little bit colder. Sure. Yeah. I think that some of the places up in Oregon when I was living there had, had some of this holiday stuff. Oh because, my God. Can you imagine, can you imagine Christmas in Oregon? Oh my God. Oh my God. How, how gorgeous would that be? Oregon just in general is, is still to this point, the most beautiful place that I've lived. Uh, it's just scenic wherever you go, especially driving from, from like central out to, to Western Oregon where like Portland would be. Uh, if you haven't been go, uh, great notion is still in my top three, probably breweries in, in the nation. Wow. Hot take. Um, I don't even think that that's a hot take. No, not like really. Everybody, a lot of people would agree if they had the chance to go there. And also, I talk about it uh, ad nauseum. So I think I'm probably just going to try to stick to some of the stuff that's like widely available. Like I think that um, like the Sierra Nevadas of the world are, are obviously very widely available out here. Um, Celebration. Celebration. Is one of- one of I my favorite. Celebration is the big one. I have it. In my do you have? Uh, do you get Anderson Valley out there? I would assume so. I don't know if we do because Anderson Valley is in South Carolina, is it not? Oh, is that where they're from? I honestly don't know. Um, but I think it's some. I think it's somewhere on the East Coast. Um, I haven't really looked. I always really liked the uh, Winter Solstice. I just thought that it was a great beer. Um, yeah. Not that they're. I wish like, that I could get my hands on some Southern Tier and stuff like that, like some of the bigger player. You know, what like about Vic, Fatheads Holly Jolly. What about Fatheads Ooh, Holly Jolly? That is that is a really good one. Um, yeah, I decided. It to would stick. be nice to see some some craftier type stuff, though. Wouldn't you agree, Nick? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like those, those are like the the like kitschy like one offs that like. I don't know. Unless you're like an established. But people do that with stouts and stuff too. You know, like you can you can take a base of of a brown ale or something like that and really go nuts with it. I mean, people do that with stouts all the time. Yeah, like nutmeg, cinnamon, gingerbread. You know, like that. Yeah, I mean, even with a stout base, like everybody's doing stouts now. You have to be if you're not doing a stout nowadays, you're 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 missing out an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that it's. It's probably not like one of the more difficult ones to do, right? I feel like you can bury a lot of stuff in, and that's what I'm a, 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 like a stout base. That's what I'm thinking about. Is like I I decided to go craft this year, right? And so I got myself a crowler of She's a Butte from Cinderlands. 
Uh, I picked up a four pack of the Clean Line from Grist House, which is a West Coast IPA, but it's one of those beers that was like, it, it's brewed around this time because it's a snowboarding theme or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So I was like, all right, I'll I do think that. I had that. I think I had that one. Have you had it yet, Nick? Yeah, I finished that four pack already. It, I sent me, one. It, to me, it tasted like every other hazy New England that you make. It really didn't have that distinct West Coast like. I was so vibe. mad because I was like, I was like, oh, a uh, uh, West Coast. You don't see that too. I often need around here. when I when I hear West Coast, I need Lagunitas IPA. I need you know, Pal- like, record. Put me, put me in the Flash. mind of that right. Hop record. Lug- oh my god, Lagunitas IPA. Record, sorry. Say what you want record. about. Say what you want about Lagunitas. That fucking IPA is so damn good. It it's really just. Is. It's always it hits it's every single it's time always good. it's like it's sierra nevada pale ale it's um you know anything sam adams boston, like boston lager. lager yes yeah. yes you know it's, it's it's exactly what you want every single time right and it's it's sort of on the it, it's i see it as like the miller light of of like craft beer type stuff and i get that lagunitas is is, is big beer and everything but it's those ones that like you look at like if i'm going to a party right uh, I, I went to a friend's house last week or two weeks ago, 805. Yeah. From Firestone Walker. Absolutely. Like it's going to hit every single time. Like no one is going to be upset that you're handing them an 805. Right. No one's going to be upset about a, a Sierra Nevada pale. You, you have to stick to those. But again, I think sort of getting back into this, this Christmas ale holiday ale type conversation that we're having. You don't see it a lot. I mean, you know, I don't see it out here. I, I don't given, think I don't I don't follow this the types of accounts that I probably should. Like, I'm not following a billion different. I wish that from the from the podcast account we'd start following more West Coast breweries so I can like really follow along with what they're doing and then keep do up with it. Things. I mean, I don't care. I'd rather have the yeah. That's fine. No, I get it. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm I should be better about what I'm doing with you know keeping up with these places because I like. I like getting out and spending the money on, on things that I know are supporting local places. And, yeah. you know, I'll go to yeah. a bottle shop, even, even at a bottle shop. I'd prefer to just buy it straight from the brewer if I could. Right. So, right. I, so my question, I guess, the only question I have for this conversation is, are Christmas beers something that you think craft brewers don't like? So why would they make it if they don't like it? I don't know that it's a, it's a, they don't like it. I think it's more a, will it sell? Because you don't, the last thing, the last thing you want is a Christmas ale in March. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not good for your look. If you're doing like a, if you're doing like a, a small batch, like a, a, a five barrel run or something on a 40 barrel system. Great. Fine. Whatever. It's going to be in, you know, you may send it out to two accounts or something like that. But like, I think that the biggest thing is these Christmas ales are reserved for breweries that are doing a lot more production and actually selling it. Right. Like mad elf from Trogues, right. People buy cases upon cases of it every year. I I don't care what your opinion of the beer is. I'm just saying, Oh, it's, it's, it is a cult classic. It's yeah, it it is a, it's it's the the Julius of the big craft beer world. You know what I mean? Like the it's, big craft beer Christmas beer. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the weirdest thing to say, but like you know when it's you the get a, Mer- it's the Merrill Streep of Christmas beers. Right. 
Exactly. Fair. That's, fair that's point. a fair, fair point. statement. T. I can't say that you are less <laughs> than accurate with that because honestly. So I need you guys to hold me to that. I'm going to go out watch, of my way to find some watch hopefully craftier type stuff. So Jake's going to get gonna some watch craft, Die Hard. So, so craft beer that's holiday themed and Die Hard on Christmas Die Day. Die Hard on Christmas Day. I love it. That's a yes. great plan for the week. I appreciate you. That actually sounds like a great Christmas, yes. to be honest. I'm thrilled. I'm going to be lonely as fuck. Uh, I'm going to yeah. be missing my family. haven't seen my family in a year. True. It's um, been a while. First Christmas I've ever spent away from, from everybody. I'm sure a lot of people are out there. If anyone has any... Um, Everyone, everyone, get in our slide in our DMs and send Jake a Jake, send Jake some well wishes for Christmas. Yeah, He's with all of these, sad. with all these new followers that we got with this giveaway with Creekside, uh, you guys should definitely send us a message and tell Jake happy holidays. Did you did you promote our our Instagram again? No. Did you promote? Did you promote the post? Again? No, I did not. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to. Remember sit there when and we learned that, that you can literally buy Instagram followers? Remember yes. when we learned that? I have seen. I have seen so many sponsored ads of like people who have like 120 followers recently. And I, every single time I see one, I block the person because I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I'm not (laughs) playing that game. Homie, don't play that. You're going to see it. Homie, don't play that. The other thing is, okay, so I'm going to try to have this up for Christmas Eve. Uh, The giveaway that we're running with Creekside, I want to say something about this real quick, just since we're on the beer topic, and then we'll get back into the weird silliness of the holiday okay, episode. Okay, actually, can I, do you mind if I dip now? Yeah, that's okay. This is a good time for you to dip. All right. Alex, yeah. we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Always. Yeah, sorry Thanks for hanging with the lads. But that was Have fun. a great Nick, don't forget to don't forget to mention Jen and how sweet she is. She literally oh my God. with our logo on it. Yeah, she Merry is. Christmas to you, Alex. Have a bye, great... Bye, guys. All right. I'll see bye, you. Bye. I'll see you sometime in the next year. Sometime <laughs> in 2021. Your, enjoy your holiday season. Please. All right. XO, XO. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. So I got to say, um, I went out to Creekside because <laughs> I won on my personal account, my personal Instagram account, I won a Steelers hoodie from Creekside Brew or Creekside Beer. And so on a whim I was like, all right, I'm 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 going out there and I know Tyler who's the uh the manager there. And great dude, loves craft beer, much younger than us. Uh but he he knows his shit and he's, he's like 23. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's much younger than us. Uh, I'm 26. What are you fucking talking about? (laughs) I just wanted to get that reaction. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) So, so I went out there fully intending to like spend a bunch of money, get a bunch of beers and you know, like all that. And then I got there and I was like, Oh man, I've had all of these beers that they have right now because Sean lives in that area and he goes there all the time and gets like a four pack. We split it and blah, blah, blah. So I walk in and Tyler is working with the customer. So I was like, Hey man. And he's like, Hey, give me a minute. I'll be right with you. So I'm hanging out, looking at the selection, you know, trying to figure out what I'm doing. And so we got to talking and I was like, Hey man, I'd love to run a giveaway to promote both brands. Uh, Creekside is phenomenal for their selection. Let me say that first. So there were a few beers that I did not have, but I wasn't prepared to, get a four pack just for myself. So <laughs> I did not purchase anything there, but I did get us a $50 gift card to give away to Creekside beer 
that is running on our Instagram right now. All you have to do is follow the weekly recap and follow Creekside Beer and like the post. That is as simple as it gets. If you guys are listening to this and you haven't done it yet, why the fuck not? But uh, cool little spot. Definitely like on a dirt road in the backwoods of Pennsylvania. But they get some of the best local craft beer, bar none, in the area. So big shout out to those guys. Thank you, Tyler, for hooking us up with uh, getting this Instagram giveaway off the ground because we went from 638 followers to now we're up over 700 and some change there. So this is a, this is a brand building thing and I'm not going to lie about that, but you guys also get $50 worth of craft beer or whatever beer you want to buy. It's good for Miller light. If you want to buy $50 worth of Miller light, I don't know what you're going to do with 17 cases of Miller light, but you could do that. I don't care. So the the big I mean, thing is supporting butt chugging local. is a thing. We've known that. Butt chugging is a thing. So <laughs> if you want to do that, you want to do that with Miller Lite, I mean, you're you're good to go. All right. So um, now we're I'm gonna, ready to get back into it. Yeah, let's, let's keep this rolling. We're going to holiday I'm, the I'm gonna, shit out of this. <laughs> we're going to holiday I'm the shit out of this. I'm on a wave. We're catching a wave. The vibes are the vibes are going. We are ripping I don't have any more hard. beer. I ran out of beer. I realized that I didn't buy enough beer to support myself on this podcast. I had one beer and it's already gone. Oh no. So, well, I'll drink for two then. How about that? Oh, it's blue. Jake brought back some gin to the podcast here and it is frozen and it is blue. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't, haven't had this in a minute. Uh, <laughs> original indigo is what it's called from a place called Empress. Okay. <laughs> is it a local spot? Oh, sorry, Victoria Distillers. No, I, I found it's like a small batch thing I found in a liquor store. Um, probably not actually small batch, and probably widely available. But whew, a minute since I had gin, so <laughs> we're and just gonna a get little rowdy tonight. Hashtag I gotta work Tuesday too. It sucks, but um, me too. Yeah, had, I guess had we had we waited. It would have turned into. I think that's a fair amount. That's a good. That's a good generous pour. I like it. Yeah. So we're gonna call this hashtag Turnt Tuesday. Yeah, this is uh, the club's going up officially. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into our next segment for the holidays here, and I want to talk about music because I am at the core of it a musician. Uh, haven't really played a whole lot recently. And I'm kicking myself for it at this point because I see like we uh, so I used to play in a metal band in Pittsburgh. We are kind of defunct right now. We're we're on infinite hiatus, as it were. But uh, one of the members of the band posted some memories on Facebook, and uh, it was a show that we had done like 12 years ago or whatever. And it really brought back those memories of like the 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 stage and the adrenaline rush that you go through performing live. And so I want to talk about Christmas music because obviously this is the holiday episode. We got to talk about the holidays. So, Jake, we're going to start I want to talk about your absolute worst Christmas song. I know we did this last year. And we talked a little bit about like the worst Christmas we did, song. We did, we did a bracket. We did. Um, yeah, we, we definitely 
Oh, that's right. We, we got did the into it last. Week. We, we really did. Yeah, that's right. It was like music from a very special Christmas, which is the greatest Christmas album of all time. Right. And the original, not, not not the not the second, third, fourth, or fifth versions of it. Hashtag popular opinion. A very special Christmas. The best Christmas album of all time. Yes, and and this this thing is lit from start to finish. Honestly, there are some bangers on there. There are some sleepers, and then there are. The, the ones that we don't really enjoy, right? But there are some, there, from start to finish, it's a listenable album. And Jake right. is giving me the thumbs up saying that his gin mixed drink is hitting the spot. So let's get into if it. If you Jake. haven't had gin and pomegranate juice, you're, you're doing something wrong. So I want to open this up to you and, I, and I'm going to open it up wide. Okay. We're going to, we're going to rip this wax off of the bottle completely and it's going to just sploosh everywhere. Right. We're popping tops in this bitch. Exactly. So anyway, what I'm going to say is all time Christmas. Like I'm talking, we can talk about church hymns. We can talk about the, uh, the in sync Christmas album, whatever you want to talk about. Let's go first to worst. All right. Best and worst Christmas songs to you right now. Uh, do you want me to throw it to you? You want me to start? I can kick it off here. It's, I don't think that, so there is so much to consume when it comes to Christmas music and everybody has their take on every classic Christmas song, all of the carols, all of this, that, the other thing, anything that you think that you want to get into when it comes to Christmas music, you can get into, you can get into Justin Bieber. You can get into Ariana Grande. You can get into Frank Sinatra. You can get into Mariah Carey, you know, and that, I mean, that's just the, you're scratching the surface. Right. There's, there's, there's other ones like uh blink 182. There's uh fallout boy. There's uh reliant K and everybody that you've ever liked yeah. has made a Christmas song. Anybody who's has ever been relevant at any point in the music scene period has done a Christmas song. You can't see this, and but I'm shaking my head violently. Yes. That's what's, that's what's sort of great about it. But also there are songs that I'm just really not a fan of. I, I'll, I'll, st- I'll kick it off with my, with my favorite Christmas song of all time. And this shouldn't surprise anybody because I've said this. I'll say it to anybody. It's Christmas in Hollis. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's June and you're sitting I'll by listen the pool. to Christmas in Hollis. In February. Cause I'm still <laughs> running on a Christmas high. Christmas in yes. Hollis. Off of A Very Special Christmas. Yep. Run DMC. Original. Classic, classic song. The best song on that album, hands down. Yeah, bar none. We already dis- we already it's, established that last year. It's an incredible, because a lot of my you know musical influences are, are in the hip-hop, rap, R&B you know, realm of things. I would say pop I listen as to well. I listen to it all, right, yeah. and pop, yeah. I listen to it all, but primarily that's what you're going to hear me listening to. That is a perfect marriage of hip hop music and, and Christmas. And they did it to perfection. It's a great song. If you've never heard it, if you don't listen to it regularly, you need to start. (laughs) I don't know how many people really know about that song and that album, but that album really like molded us as kids and children because our parents listened to the album constantly. Yeah, it was one of those ones and, that like you woke up on Christmas morning, it was already playing at five in the morning. And I guess on top of that, um, we have 
I, I want to give a special shout out to somebody. This is this is uh, you know something that I think should should always be uh, thrown out as a caveat for my favorite Christmas songs. The other artist that I am always thinking of when it comes to Christmas is an artist named B. E. Taylor. Yes, yes, definitely. Is is he a Pittsburgh native? I don't know if he's a native, but I know that his. I, I would say it has. He has to be a native because, like, outside he, of Pittsburgh, you really don't know him. Right. So I think for whatever reason, he he like became the de facto artist that we listen to every single Christmas that I remember from like the time that I was in middle school, and we went to a few of his shows around Christmas time. Um, back when that was a thing, he has since passed away. Very sad. Um, but his music, the, you know, ambiance that he creates through his music lives on in our household, especially. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt. I would say probably quite a few households in Pittsburgh. I mean, we, uh, we went to those shows and they were always packed. Yeah. And sold out, you know, he was, he just had this way of, and, and, and I don't, I'm not even sure. I think that he did record like music that wasn't Christmas music, but that was definitely what he was known for. You know, he was just like this almost like angelic figure, this platinum, not quite platinum blonde hair, like long blonde curly hair, like this guy that you're, you're looking at, like this is the exactly the type of guy that I need singing me Christmas songs right now. <laughs> right. So shout out B. E. Taylor, uh, honorable mention for, you know, really anything that he's put out. I mean, I'm not even sure that I can narrow it down to a top three or a top five of songs that he's put out that I would say are my favorite. He's got a full discography of Christmas music that is all incredible. Yes. I So my favorite Christmas song was going to be Feel the Love of Christmas by B.E. Taylor. So I'm just going to sell that right now. But the, uh, yeah, his his blending of the, the church Christmas songs and his like popular songs, it, it, it just works, you know, like he just, he really like is a voice of Christmas for me, you know? And so I'm definitely going to uh, agree with you there that it's an honorable mention, but I'm going to go a step further and say that feel the love of Christmas is probably my favorite Christmas song. It's great. Um, and, and, and he always had this way of like, weaving in different people you know he would never really always take the spotlight for himself during his concerts especially yeah you know he has a way of featuring artists and letting people sing like he has a son who's very talented his whole band throughout the time that we went to see him in person was always great and it's really sad when you know because he was he wasn't really even that old and I'm, I, I you know it's it's slipping from me right now what exactly he died from but i believe it was uh, rest cancer. in peace yeah, very um, sad, very sad. Um, definitely check him out if you haven't had a chance. Um, it's it's you you won't regret it. You absolutely won't regret it. And if if you come back and say that you don't like him, that's gonna hurt. That's yeah. gonna hurt deep. Yeah, it really is. It's gonna um, cut. That's that's a bad. personal attack at that point. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna judge people for their their tastes, but uh, that's just somebody that is. It, it sort he sort of like transcends. You know, that's like part of our family culture almost. You know what I mean? Like that that is just like every every time it, when it's the holidays, if I hear a song of his, it automatically takes me back to a, a very specific moment, a very specific time in my life, people in my life. 
And uh, that's why I love him so much. It, yeah, it's always um, positive. So, it's always positive. You don't have a is, negative memory of it. It is. He, you know, he, yeah, he just, he, he always lit up the room. Absolutely. When, I, when it comes to the worst Christmas songs of all time, there, as, as many great Christmas songs as there are, there are an equal, if not greater amount of really terrible ones. Yes. <laughs> and again, I, so this is the thing where I'm not even sure that I could pick one in particular you just know it when you hear one. Yes. And a lot of the a lot of the very popular ones, I think that I'm I'm not like a hater on like uh, you know, uh Mariah Carey or you know, some of these like ones that just get played over and over and over and over and over again. But I think there's there's one that if you if you've ever worked in retail in any capacity, right? Uh, food service, or um, you know, if you wor- if you've worked in like a mall, or if you've worked at like a, a Walmart or a Target or something, you know the bad ones. You know the ones that you absolutely hate hearing, and you hear fifty or or a hundred times a day, and you're absolutely fed up with them. And there, it doesn't matter whose like, version of it is. It doesn't matter who's singing it or what the arrangement is. It's always bad, right? So I'm not going to pick a specific song, I think, for this one. And, and I, you know, boo me if you want. You're, That's you're fine. copping out right now. You are. No, I'm not. I'm not copping out That's because I want to have a discourse. That is a... I want to have a discourse. All right. All right. The, the worst song, I hate, I hate the song. Um, what's the, I forget the phrasing of how exactly it goes, but it's like a storytelling Christmas man, Christmas storytelling, traveling man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a song by like fucking this really terrible band that does a lot, like a shitload of covers, and we used to hear it every single fucking Christmas, like a million times, and I hate it. It's the worst song ever. So that's my pick. But again, because I want to have a little bit of a conversation here, the the like artsy acoustic covers of popular songs, I hate. If you're if you're a popular artist, I would rather you do the Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber thing where or or InSync, great example, InSync, some classic Christmas songs coming from those guys. The lads out in full force. Yes. Yes. The boys are in the yard looking for that milkshake. Absolutely. <laughs> Get them out. <laughs> I don't like when people do, you know, covers in general, I think are usually pretty terrible because it's like, you're not the original. You're like doing this very like artsy, like, Oh, proving that you can sing. It's always like someone has something to prove when they're doing a cover of something, right? You can, they can never just sing the song. Like it was intended to be sung. And I, I'm sure that artists would, would disagree with that. And they'd be like, it's great. Like I love people who love my music enough to, to want to cover it or something like that. And, yeah, and it's I can an understand interpretation. that at a certain level. Yeah, it's an interpretation but piece. But I don't need a I don't need a fucking indie, you know, uh ukulele cover of a fucking Drake song. You know? Yeah. I don't need that. I get it. And you. when you have these classic songs that have, that were sung by like iconic artists. Right, especially when it comes to Christmas music, Frank Frank Sinatra is a, a great example. You know, there there are certain songs that are like associated Wait, with him. Now, now hold on, which which one specifically are you talking about? Because there are several of the Frank Sinatra songs. Yes, like is there one that that really gives you like what I mean here is I've heard uh, what is it the Fairy Tale of New York, 
right, is a very picturesque Christmas song, right? And that one is uh, the Pogues originally, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's one of those ones that you don't necessarily like. It doesn't really hold up because there are some questionable things that they say. But like I've heard covers of that song that are very good and they're very like bare bones, just acoustic guitar and a person singing in a basement, like that kind of thing. But the like which which Frank Sinatra songs are you talking about? White Christmas is a classic. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Right. White Christmas that's, is that's like what that, I was getting at. I, I was that trying that's to get like you to pin- say it, really. <laughs> that's the pinnacle, really. Yeah. Right. And it's again, it's not just him, you know, that's just an example. And and he is almost like this larger than life figure at this point and and like Oh, iconic just, for sure. Just, you know, music in general. But I just I just can't get around like and and I'm not sure that you'd even know who some of these people are, but Apple Music, which very few people have, or very few people that I'm like, you know, close with have, they did this thing where they they gave a Christmas song to the, a bunch of different artists and they like blasted them out there on the platform two weeks ago or something like that. And it was these artists who were like who are popular now, but you know, aren't all like mega stars right it's not like they they didn't pick like kanye west and and like and and again drake or like you know rihanna or all these like massive like mega stars they picked like some people who were like on the rise and they're like hey do a christmas song for us and they're all just very not great and i'm like did we need this did i need this in my life right now i don't think so like you got to stick to the classics and that's why i like being home around the holidays because mom listens to the radio, the actual radio, not like streaming platforms right? where they play, all they play are the ones that you want to hear. You know what I mean? Yep. All of the, a very special Christmas album type songs, yeah. right? Or, or type artists who did these like 20, 30 years ago, David Bowie, like uh, run DMC, you know, who all of these like crazy stars from the past, you two, uh, Paul McCartney, like all of these crazy, crazy popular artists in their day. Yeah. I don't like the new age people doing these Christmas songs. Like I just can't get around to that. I think that you can make your own, like you can write a Christmas song, right? Yeah. And make like a pop hit out of it. And people have done that recently. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, like under the mistletoe by Justin Bieber is like a great song. (laughs) And like a ton of people love that song. And it's like, you could do that. You don't have to copy what somebody else has done and already perfected. No, you're absolutely right. No, I agree. I agree completely. Um, I will say one of my lead. Okay. So, so my vote for favorite song is feel the love of Christmas. My least favorite song is Merry Christmas. War is over by John Lennon. Because fuck John Lennon. And I'll be real honest here. I don't like the Beatles. Everybody should know that about me. I do not like the Nick Beatles. Nick is a, is a, is a well-documented Beatles hater. Yes. Well-documented. Now, I will listen to songs by the Beatles. But for the most part, I would prefer them to be performed by other people. 
my <laughs> so my uh interesting of that, take uh, based on what i just spent about 15 to 20 minutes talking about right that's what i'm saying is, so like this the thing is there is a very specific clientele or a, a group of people that like the beatles for their music fan base yeah well, i would say yeah their fan base but not really like that's not what i mean is 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 what i'm getting at their their mm-hmm. fan base is one thing what i'm saying is the people that like the beatles because their music is good are not people that i like to associate with <laughs> because their music so is not here's good the thing, no, and i think but, that you would agree with this and i think that you have even probably said this and i'm i might be plagiarizing you in saying this they were the start of this movement in pop culture specifically that has grown exponentially since they came out in the sixties. Yes. I'm not sure that there was really, you know, a, a band that you can point to before them that had quite the, the, um, you know, zeitgeist to use a, a word that Alex used earlier around them, like the Beatles. Right. And, and that has like continued into in sync. Great example. Uh, One Direction, like just all of these, like not not specifically just boy bands, but like people who are just like over the top, beyond anything that you could think of or imagine when it comes to popularity. They were the start of it, and what they did sort of set this precedent for like how music evolved over time. Them specifically, you know, looking back, comparing to people who have come after them. You know, they're kind of pedestrian. Right, right. Okay, so they're, they, at the time, and you have to say that every time you talk about the Beatles. That's the problem, is at the time, they were really changing the game. They were pushing the envelope. They were doing this, that, and the other thing. I don't care about that, honestly. I listen to fast, brutal metal music on a daily basis, Okay. When it comes to John Lennon singing Imagine, it makes me want to punch a wall harder than if I listen to I Come Blood by uh, fucking Cannibal Corpse, okay? Like, that's that's what I'm saying is like... <laughs> I think you just made that up. <laughs> no, no, no. There's an actual song called I Come Blood by cannibal corpse and and this is why i don't listen this is why i don't listen to metal no that's an extreme example that's a very extreme example but i'm saying like but yeah uh i'm I'm pretty sure it's cannibal corpse i'm gonna have to look it up now uh but so (laughs) the thing is that it infuriates me to no end that people think that help is a good song there are like seven words in the song help right but the other thing is John Lennon was a communist fuck and not saying that I, I, uh, uh, we're not going to go political with this. What I'm saying is it is a sad thing that he was shot in the back and killed because he was an innovator. He was, he was pushing the envelope of music at the time, but I have to qualify that with at the time because people were going to get there eventually regardless. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess, but, but again, like they spurred that on. I mean, I, I could make that argument. I'm not going to sit here and make and turn this into a, like the the debate on whether or not the the Beatles were necessary or or anything. Right. But 
because it happened, because it happened the way it happened, we have examples of that in the more recent past. Yes. Right? That, that have, have led us to where we are now, streaming and that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, without the Beatles, you don't have this type of, of like massive following for these artists, I don't think. Right. And again, like, you, you know, maybe it was somebody else or maybe you can attribute it more to people of this generation. Like, obviously, there are so many different ways to look at it and so many things that you have to categorize and, and take into account. But yeah, I mean, I like I can't say that I'm like a huge Beatles fan. Like, I'm not listening to the Beatles ever. Right. So but I can't sit here and say that I don't like some of their songs. I mean, like they have. No, and that's, have hits, and that's what I'm and saying. Hits, it's like, but it's uh, like Revolution, right, for example, is a song that I actually enjoy by the Beatles. But Come Together by Aerosmith is better than Come Together by the Beatles. Like, it's just it's just a fact. It's a better song because they perform it better. It's a better quality. It's blah, 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 whatever. I I guess you you could make the argument, though, that, like, every successive generation of people following or, or musician, like, group of musicians that followed the Beatles took something from them to help generate a new sound. No, you're right. Or, you're you right. No, I mean? I'm like, agreeing a hundred percent. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. But right. at the end of the day, we're talking, you don't have to like them. You don't have to like them for them. You have to, you have to appreciate what they did for the culture of music. Exactly. Exactly. 100% accurate. All I'm saying is Merry Christmas. War is over is a shitty Christmas song. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, that, Fair. The, the the pompous dickhead that is John Lennon wrote a song about peace and it had nothing to do with Christmas, but he called it Merry Christmas so that he could sell more of it. And that's the opposite of a communist. Like th- that that's really all it was is he, he all he wanted to do was profit from Christmas as a communist. That doesn't make any sense. That's it. So. That's uh, that's really my yeah. Weird my that real... you're fixated on the whole communism thing, but well, no, no, no um, I, I don't think it's weird. As far as the as far as the the Christmas side of things go, I'm not crazy about the song. Um, I wouldn't say that's my least favorite song, but I definitely appreciate the opinion. Um, it's it's a never ending discussion. Oh, for right? sure. It's no, there's no there's no right of, answer of here. What's terrible? And my my my. Uh, opinions on on what's good, what's bad change all the time, and I'm sure that if we had this conversation five or seven or ten years down the road, I would have completely different opinions than I do now. Uh, I'm fully convinced that a Christmas story will have been still the worst movie of all time when uh, when we have this conversation when I'm 36. <laughs> um. But when it comes to music, you know, again, it's sort of like a, I don't really care that much because I'm not in retail. I don't have to hear this bullshit all the time. Well, when you're, when you're, when you work in retail, when that is your job and you hear this all the time and in restaurants and all, you know, this whole thing, people get in the spirit. I get it. Like it's, it's a whole ploy by corporate America to just churn out Christmas music because like it puts people in a good mood and it makes and them it spend more helps money them buy things. Yeah, right. for sure. No, I get that. But like, so right now at my, in my place of employment, uh, 
we are in full control of whatever we listen to throughout the day. So I've been playing just classic rock and people are like, like I had somebody say to me, a customer say to me, I am so glad you're not playing Christmas music. This is very cool. Cause I just heard journey. Like who the hell says that journey is cool. Journey sucks. Journey's the worst. Right, you're only you're only excited about Journey if it's two thirty at the bar that you're karaokeing at. Like that's literally like the only time that it's okay to listen to Journey. And this dude was like, "I will never say a bad thing about Journey because I just was up at the mall and all I heard was fucking Christmas music for an hour and a half while my wife was shopping." Like that, you know what I mean? Like, so you spend long enough at the mall or any any retailer target or or a large retailer you're going to hear the same song twice yeah and you know they obviously they intentionally make the playlist like three to four hours long probably but i'm sure that there are people spending that much time at the mall right right? that's why they have a food court i mean you spend the whole fucking day at the mall yeah and i hate malls uh i've i've come to hate them they're terrible uh it's like a bunch of gangs of high schoolers that terrify the shit out of me at 26 By spending money that they don't have. Yes, absolutely. I'm terrified, <laughs> Nick. If you're not terrified by gangs of high schoolers walking around, <laughs> something is wrong with you. Fair enough. Because they have they have absolutely no consequences <laughs> when it comes to any of their actions. All right, Jake. They can beat the shit out of you. Yeah, that's true. Whenever they want and it, and and then they'll just get off. Right. Because they're minors. Yeah, I get it. They're minors. Yeah. No, it's I terrifying. understand. I, I just, as an adult male, if a, if a high schooler is going to beat the shit out of me, I'm going to prison because I'm going to murder that person. Uh, but <laughs> all right, let's, let's pivot, I mean, when let's you pivot have to 15, something. When you have 15, when you have 15 high schoolers ganging up on you, what are you going to do, Nick? Uh, call my wife in who will kick their asses. All right. That's for it. Have you met my wife? She's terrifying. But what I'm saying is. There's a point in your life where you just don't give a shit anymore. And I'm past that point. So let's, uh, let's, let's pivot one more time here. This is the last section of the holiday episode. We've gone a little long tonight. We appreciate you guys listening. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, shoot me a DM. I'll send you out a keychain. I have a few left. Um, nobody has DM'd me to get a keychain. So obviously, keychains are not the selling point of the podcast, but I will send it out for free. I will pay postage. Just send me your address. Uh, the last section of the holiday episode, Jake, we're going to do uh, best and worst gift you ever received. How's that sound? It sounds terrific. Honestly, okay. that, uh, I mean, you threw that out here. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. Right. I had this in uh, my mind the whole time. I wanted this one. to be, I wanted this to be fresh. I wanted this to on be the spot, raw. On the spot. Okay. So yep. I want you to think about it real quick. I'm going to do a real quick pause on my end and go grab another beer and I'll be back because we got to talk about a new brewery that opened this week. So sounds good. I'm going to grab one of their beers and stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So I am back and I am cracking into the new brewery beer. Uh, Jake, I assume that you still probably need another 30 seconds to a minute to get your thoughts. No, I'm ready to go. I I was ready to go as soon as you brought it up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me just give a quick shout out here to the new Pittsburgh brewery on the block. All right. Trace 
Brewing. And NBOTB, as it were. Yes, yes. These guys are based out of Bloomfield, right? They are right behind Liberty Beer, if you're familiar, just off of the Bloomfield Bridge, right? You come across the Bloomfield Bridge, you're staring right at Liberty Beer, go down the uh, main street there, right there, they're ready to go. Uh, So they are doing to-go beers only right now. But Sarah and I stopped out there uh, last week, and it was Thursday that they opened. So we uh, we stopped out. I they had five beers available for pickup, and I was really excited to try their IPA, which I did get a four pack of, and I grabbed the lager as well because who doesn't love a good lager, honestly. And it's crazy that a, a a startup brewery is doing loggers right off the bat. You're very not wrong because you don't see that a lot. No, it's it's one of those styles that's very. Uh, I honestly, I think it's one of those like old school drinkers, right? It's it's one of those places, especially Bloomfield being the the historic kind of culture that's going on there. You want to have an offering for everybody, and so they had five beers total. They had a lager. They had the IPA. They had a session IPA, a sour, and I cannot remember for the life of me what the fifth one was. I want to say it was maybe like a Pilsner or some sort of other uh, old school style beer, uh, brown ale or something like that. But I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. So we stopped out there. uh, Very, very cool spot. Like just walking into the place, this is a place that I immediately thought, I want to sit at this bar and have a beer. I want to sit outside because they have a nice like little uh, beer garden area that looks like a, I would say it, it, it looks like an Italian villa. Like there's a bunch of stonework and you know, the, the nice like wooden tables and, and all that kind of, kind of stuff. If they didn't open in the middle of a pandemic, it would have been like high on my list to get there first. You know what I mean? Like to be in line for the place to sit down, tip well, get food, you know, that like, it, it just seems like it would be a very cool place. And so I did get the brass and bronze IPA, which is a 7.3% IPA brewed with some old school style hops, right? So it's brewed with Columbus and then dry hopped with Citra and Southern Passion. Now, the Southern Passion is kind of a newer riff on a hazy because I've never had Southern Passion hops directly. But it's uh, honestly, I I didn't love it at first because it kind of had like a tinny taste to it. But the more that I drink of it, the better it's getting. So I think it's one of those things where they're still kind of figuring it out. They're still kind of putting it together. But Trace is... Great. And uh, they followed us on Instagram this week. So uh, big old plus one for that. So we're going to have those guys on eventually because I'm pretty sure Trace is the spinoff of the owner of Remnant or not the owner, but one of the guys that opened Remnant in Massachusetts. And I fucking love that place. (laughs) That's an incredible segue. I was fully (laughs) unaware. Yeah. Um, Remnant is like one of the coolest places 
right by Union Square in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is, you know, effectively Boston. Yes. And that is like, it's one of my favorite areas of the city and also one of my favorite breweries in the city that like is very, 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 very low key. You know, it's, it's completely unassuming. It's like tucked away in, in, um, in this little area that the name is escaping me right now, but I've been there, I don't know, four or five, you know, I was actually one of the, it was one of the places that I went to first when I went to Boston. The first weekend I was there, I went to Treehouse, of course, had to do it. Yes. But within like, I would say within a month of me moving there, because it was, it was the summertime, right? When I moved there in May, end of May, early June. Yeah. We, I met some of my actually really closest friends at this point, uh, while I was living there and they took me there for the first time. They have a super cool outdoor area. All the beers are like very reminiscent of, of the, uh, like the trilliums of the world dancing gnome. Uh, I love great notion. Of course, uh, I'd throw them in there. It's like, it's a lot of hazy IPAs, a lot of doubles, a lot of this type of stuff. They, they've done a collab with dancing gnome, which is huge in Pittsburgh as everybody who listens to this knows. Um, that's great. That's, that's awesome. Um, the beer looks it looks incredible from here. Uh, yeah. nice little little haze boy sticking out for the holiday season. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I like I said, I got a little bit tinny at first, but I think that might have just been my mindset going in is that they're they're fresh, they're new, they just bought this equipment, they just brewed on it the first time, like blah blah blah. But no, they they really put together this really cool community and like they've been building this up for months and I gotta say one of the coolest things that they do is they're um they're part of a like diversity um in brewing uh internship and so they uh they put together this uh internship for uh POCs um females in brewery, like that kind of thing. And so they're doing like a six month internship where it's, it's involving diversity in craft beer. And that's amazing to me because these guys haven't even opened their doors yet. And they're already taking steps to include minorities and, and people that are not represented in craft beer. And so it's super important to support these guys right now. And they've been selling out of stuff They've got, um, they're working with Steel City beer wholesalers uh, to distribute. So they have stuff in Giant Eagles. They have stuff in the market districts and all that kind of stuff. So you can get their stuff all over Pittsburgh in the first week. That's crazy to me. So they're really doing the right things to get to getting out there. So definitely check out Trace. Um, Big shout out to those guys. And, I hope that they absolutely kill it because Bloomfield is such a cool part of Pittsburgh, you know, big Italian background, big, like, you know, great food and very cool main strip there where you can just walk down the street and hit restaurants and bars and just get, it's, it's a, it's a forgotten area. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, it's, it's one of those places that we, you know, having gone to Pitt, which is so close, you know, I drove past there you know, when I was, when I was commuting and living from home, uh, or, or commuting from home and living with our parents for my senior year, at least for a portion of my senior year, 
I used to drive past there all the time. I mean, I would I would stop at Liberty Beer. Like Liberty Beer was my was my bottle shop uh, for the time that I was either li- you know live. I was living in Southside, but also when I was living at home. Yeah. for a bit, and that area is so cool. And I, I I hope that it continues to to like come back around a little bit. Again, I hope that it, it maintains a lot of the the charm and the character and the like the old world type. You know, Italian restaurants and like you know the old greasy dudes in the back cooking up spaghetti and meatballs. That one of my of favorite things. You know, you hate to see that like gentrify a ton. One of my but, favorite yeah. things about that is the uh, little Italy days that they do in the late summer, and you just walk around and you have like people are handing out cannolis and you got like uh, the spaghetti and meatballs. You can get like all kinds of like the Italian meat sandwiches and like everything is just so authentic about them it just so nick i want to ask you a question here. go on there was once upon a time a discussion about a cleveland brewery which has since gone big beer that was supposed to have a location on liberty ave in bloomfield can you give me the deets on what happened i can as a matter of fact, give you the deets on what happened to Platform from Cleveland, who sold the fuck out. And Budweiser, AB InBev, AB InBev decided that it was not financially responsible to open a brew pub in Pittsburgh. They decided to pull the plug on it completely, and therefore, it ain't happening. And you know what? Fuck them. That's what I say. I say fuck them. So platform was a place that we went to while it was still craft spoke very highly of while they were still craft. And I think that they still make really good beers and I wouldn't mind having a couple of them uh, upon the return. You hate to see a place like that kind of sell out to the man. um, And then also have them pull a location from, from like your hometown where you would have loved to seen that because Platform, because even though they were, you know, big beer at that point, right, owned by somebody much larger than them, it it felt it's it always sort of felt like when we were there, it felt like you were, you know, at a at your local, you know, beer pub, at your dancing gnomes of the world, at your whatever you want to say, all right. your local, so your local brewery. Let me let me qualify this. All right, so I don't hate the idea of having a big beer spot. Uh, one of the things that I do hate is seeing the little guy suffer from the big beer conglomerate not giving their all in a place. And I, what I mean by this is something that happened in the past month. The, uh, the Philly beer scene took a hit, right? And I don't know that we talked about this before, but Goose Island had a pub in Philadelphia that closed down because of COVID. And I say that because finger quotes, they closed down because they didn't want to pump any more money into it. And so these people that are working locally to their establishment lost their jobs with no indication that they were going to lose their jobs from a billion dollar company because they didn't want to keep supporting it. Let's, let's call it what it is. Goose Island does very well, right? Black Friday is their holiday. 
Right. Black Friday is their Christmas because they release Bourbon County brand stout, right? That that beer, even for the hardcore, I support craft people, people still go out and buy that beer. They're like, oh, you know what? It's fine. It's only $16, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I got some this year. I got to say it. Okay. I got some this year because I want to drink it. I paid for it. I am going to drink it. I'm going to enjoy it because I know that Goose Island at the core of their business is still run by the little guy. But what really fucks with me is that Anheuser-Busch can decide that they're going to close a brew pub that houses 30 jobs, 40 jobs, 50 jobs, whatever it is in Philadelphia. They said, you know what? We don't give a fuck about these people. We're closing. That's fucked up. Okay. So I'm glad, honestly, that platform didn't even bother to open their, their place in Pittsburgh, because at the end of the day, at least those people are not out of a job because Anheuser-Busch decided it wasn't profitable enough or because Anheuser-Busch wasn't going to put enough money in to make it viable. I watched. So the thing is, I am on the uh, breweries in PA page on Facebook and their group. And in the group, they posted this diatribe for lack of uh, lack of a better word about how goose Island is big beer and blah, 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 you know, like this kind of thing. People in the comments were like, Oh my God, I didn't even know there was a goose Island in Philadelphia, blah, blah, blah. Like don't support them. All they're doing is fucking the little guy to death. They're buying up these places to never have to worry about their bottom line. Well, you know, it's one, it's, it's this thing that we, we talk about quite a bit, but you know, it really, you compare it to, and, and it's only going to continue to get worse. I think with the pandemic here, you compare it to these larger restaurant groups that are putting in, you know, a carbon copy of things that already exist that are taking over these restaurant spaces for, or from people who have been trying to make a living there for deck years, decades, right? And they can't, they can't survive in this type of climate right now with the pandemic. But you know who has money and who, who always wants to be, you know, opening up lo- new locations is like a Chipotle or, or uh, Five Guys or, you know, whatever it is. They're always trying to find new opportunities to make more money. Yeah. And out here, there's a ton, of, a ton of different options, I mean, compared to what, what they have back east. But by supporting, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm that type of person who goes to Chipotle, you know, maybe once every few weeks, once a month maybe, sure. twice a month. Um, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from that. And, and I, you know, I do the Taco Bells, I do the McDonald's, I do the Wendy's when it's convenient for me and stuff like that. But I have really been making an effort. And I think ev- as everybody should, and as we've talked about, you know, very recently on this, supporting your local businesses, you absolutely have to. And especially, especially, especially now. And it's the same for AB InBev. Every time you buy a 12-pack of White Claw, every time you buy a 12-pack of Miller Lite, every time you buy a 12-pack of Lagunitas, you're taking your business and choosing to give it to a large 
conglomerate and allow them to make the decisions for these types of places like Goose Island you're talking about. And you're taking it away from people who really need it that are keeping it cool to drink craft beer, right? It's no longer cool when everybody is owned by four massive people that own every single large or semi-large brewery in the country. It's It's cool when you go to a place that it's the guy who lives down the street from you to drink a beer that he made that maybe isn't the greatest beer you've ever had. Maybe it's not even in the top 50 or 100. But it's something that you can say a friend made. And something that you are happy to drink and happy to support because that's what makes it cool. And it's one of these things people in in so many different industries run into this, right? Even like fashion type stuff where it's like, you know, hey, I'm I'm, I'm buying a t-shirt from somebody who made this themselves or like hand-stitched this keychain or hand-stitched this t-shirt or, you know, hand-printed this t-shirt for you or, or anything like that. Like, the small businesses are what keep the economy and they keep things interesting and, well, and so allow for variety. There's a, there's a little bit of economy that goes into that. And I, I think that what you're saying is these people are, are spending money in your community, right? Like, so yeah. you, you give, you give your $10 to revival, let's say revival print company out of Pittsburgh. They do, they do local printing. They do, uh, I'm pretty sure they do, uh, like, so they do screen printing. They do all kinds of stuff, but they, they provide merchandise for local businesses. You pay them a premium. Now say their, their t-shirts, like if you order 50 t-shirts, it's going to cost you $10 a shirt instead of $8 a shirt on Amazon or whatever it is. You know, whenever you spend that $10, that, that company is going to, their local grocer and they're spending that $10 at the grocer. And then the grocer is spending it at the liquor store later or what, you know, like just down the list, that's all staying in your community. When you go to Amazon, when you go to uh, Walmart or target or whatever, you're, you're putting that money into a bigger entity that is not putting money back into your community. They're not supporting your local softball team. They're not supporting your local little league team. Like they're just they're just keeping that money and they're saying, you know what? Hey, oh, you spend it here. It's mine. I'm 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 gonna hold on to it and I'm not gonna give it to anybody else. I'm just gonna get richer and I'm gonna be on the Forbes list for the most you know, the richest person in the, the US and blah blah blah. Like that kind of thing. That that's that's what we're talking about. But let's uh at this point, we're going to wrap it up because this, this episode's run long. Jake, we need your best gift you ever received and your worst gift you ever received. Do it. Go. All right, I'm on the clock. Best gift I ever received, my parents got me a, a, um, a, a basketball game, right? an arcade basketball game for my, I don't know, I was probably 13 or 14 at the time. Love basketball, still love basketball, favorite sport, hands down, love playing it, love everything about it. Follow college uh, pros, anything you can possibly imagine when it comes to basketball. I know it, I watch it, I'm a part of the whole scene. They knew that back then when I was about 13. They got me this massive arcade game. I've asked them in person and over text how much it cost them for that game. 
they don't remember, they don't know, they know. All right, we're yeah. getting to the bottom of that this year. Mark that down on my list of things. I will Christmas this year. They're fucking telling me how Christmas much that this thing year. Costs. Wait, now what, let, let's run down the list real quick. Okay, you're gonna buy a, a local holiday craft beer. You're gonna local watch holiday craft beer. You're gonna watch Die Hard. Watching Die Hard. You're gonna find out how much mom and dad spent on the. How much uh, did you fucking spend? <laughs> Tell me. Um, worst gift I ever received. Um, I've gotten some pretty bad ones. Um, our, uh, uh, one of our other brothers, uh, who shall not be named has given me some things that I'm not ever really that thrilled about. Um, the one in particular, I actually use one of the quarter zips that he got me. Well, the one in particular that I'm thinking of is a, uh, it was basically a Yeti, but it was like a $5 Yeti that you would get from like Walmart in the, in the checkout aisle. <laughs> and that's probably the worst one. <laughs> Not to completely shit on them, because they've given me stuff that I've actually used and stuff that I've lost I know, that I'm I know that, that gift I lost. because we all got them. <laughs> we all got it, yeah. So that's that's the worst one. Best one, uh, arcade basketball game. Worst one, uh, fake Yeti. All right, all right. So my turn, my turn. Uh, best, best gift that I've ever gotten. Uh, so it's it's this year because I have a terrible memory. But my wife bought me a PS5. All right. I got a PlayStation fucking five. Now, granted, I pitched in for half of it because I was like, you're not spending that much money on me on Christmas. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So we split the cost. But the dedication to get one of those before Christmas is ridiculous. So that absolutely has to factor into how good this gift was. Don't get me wrong. Mom and dad getting me a Nintendo 64 was like the coolest thing ever when I was, you know, 16 or whatever. And I, it was, it, I, I was flabbergasted. I was like, GoldenEye? Are you kidding? I can play GoldenEye now? Like, that's fucking great. But, and you still have it. You I still do. have it's, it. It's to right this day. over you there. And you play it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It still works. It's amazing. But, the fact that I got a PS5 this year in the pandemic, in the sitting at home, refreshing your computer a hundred times a day, trying to get this th- the fucking thing. It's my wife is the best person on the planet and I love her to death. And she got me a PS5. The worst gift that I ever got. And I'm going to, I'm going to open this up to not just Christmas gifts. <laughs> is uh, So, when I uh, so my birthday is on April Fool's Day, and so therefore there is there is not a gift in the world that I haven't gotten. I've gotten I've gotten women's underwear. I've gotten Britney Spears CDs. I've gotten box full of Roxes. Okay, like Roxes. Yeah, that's I said it. I said it that <laughs> way. On Roxes. Uh, yes, mark it down. That's a word. Where's <laughs> Webster when you need I got boxes of Roxes, okay? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so the the best one was I got telephone books. <laughs> and the person that gave it to me asked for them back. <laughs> they were like, can I take those home? <laughs> so that's absolutely the worst gift. I'm not going to say who it was because I'm pretty sure you know who it was. But... <laughs> That that's got to be the worst gift. Is oh, we're gonna give you telephone books and then you can't keep them. <laughs> so at the end of the day, 
give a if you can't figure out what's about it be thoughtful about it like don't, no 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 just don't, don't even i don't even care about that i don't care about being thoughtful if you can't be thoughtful get a fucking gift card let them buy yeah. their own well gift. that's what i'm saying that's thoughtful because you're putting you're you're like i'm terrible at giving gifts i don't want to give them something they don't want I'm going to be thoughtful about it. I'm going to think about this, right? That's what thoughtful means, right? Think about what you're doing right. before you do it. And then buy them the $10 gift, gift that you think that they'll laugh at. You know, like that's right. what, that's or something what it is. that's something that's functional. Functionality beats something that you think that they might want or something that you think is cool give every them, single time. Yeah, yeah. Give them more money than you thought that you would give them in a gift card and then buy them something goofy and be like, you know what? You're never going to not think of me when you see this gift, right? Like I've, I've gotten things that make me laugh every time I see them. Like the, uh, the, the Britney Spears, oops, I did it again album or whatever the fuck it was called. I don't even know what the name of the album is. Bangers only bangers but, only. But I know when I flip through my CD collection, dating myself, it makes me laugh every time because I know that my uncle Joe got me that as a gift, as a gag gift. And then he gave me a $50 gift card to uh, the, the journeys or whatever the fuck it was. I, I don't remember, but that's, the, that's the funny thing is, is you can tie your memories back to the important thing, right? So at the end of the day, make it memorable, but also make it worth doing, right? Make yep, it so and- they can, they can enjoy it. So, at this point, on that note, um, I think we're ready to ready to wrap up. Nick, final thoughts. Let's uh, let's give you twenty thirty seconds at most. All right, I am going to hit it right at ten seconds. And all right, thirty seconds. Here we go. So, big shout out to Hello Brutiful Jen. You are a phenomenal human being. Thank you so much for uh, the gift basket from Highway Manor Brewing and your personal. Uh, you made a logo out of a cookie, and I can't even imagine doing that. Like, I am not an artist at all. I can play some music for you, but when it comes to, like, drawing something, it's fucking terrible. Just leave me alone. I have run out of my 30 seconds. Thank you so much, Jen. Jake, I just want to say with my 30 seconds, um, if you were spending time with your family this year, you're very, 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 very lucky Hug them a little bit tighter. Tell them you love them. You don't get that many opportunities in person. I know from example or from experience this year in the pandemic, I haven't seen my family in over almost over a year. Um, And that's really all I have to say. Uh, Enjoy the time that you get to spend with them because you don't know when it's going to be taken away from you. All right. So next week we are going to have the yearly recap. All right. We're going to try to do this on Sunday so that I can have it up by New Year's. Uh, I really hope that you guys have a great holiday season. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing our stuff, liking our pages, getting in on the giveaways. Uh, I promise there will be more giveaways in the new year. We are going to probably try to do one maybe every month uh, with some empty collectibles or maybe some merch or whatever. We've been saying we're going to get merch for like two and a half years. We're going to do it this year. We promise. But honestly, if you don't listen, we don't do this. Thank you so much. Uh, Happy holidays to you and yours. Cheers. Merry Christmas. We're going to raise a glass here. Thank you guys again for just giving us an awesome 
2020, even if it was super shitty for the most part. Thank you, Jake, for being on tonight. Alex for being on when he was. We're going to wrap here and uh, let's take it into next year. Cheers. And welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. <laughs>